Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, hey there, everybody. I'm Zan Talkington, and this is Talking to Nobody. For episode 15, I get to talk with one of my good friends, Hazel King. She is a queer artist, poet, performer, and healer. She teaches yoga and movement classes, practices Reiki and sound healing, and facilitates various workshops connecting creativity and the body. She believes that our bodies hold memory and emotion. They contain multitudes. The path of healing through the body is one of deep release, radical love, and transformation. And though she welcomes all, Hazel feels particularly called to hold loving space for women and femmes and queer, gender, non-conforming, and trans folk. This was such a fun episode. Hazel is so wise beyond her years and so inspirational. I really hope you guys enjoy. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. We are here with Hazel King. What's up? How Hi. you doing? Thanks for being on my show. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Yay, I'm so happy to have you. Hazel is an artist, poet, performer, healer. You do it all, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's always kind of been a thing. I remember my high school art teacher even telling me, like, you have, he said, you can be good at a lot of things, but you can only be great at one thing. Because I was so indecisive about what I wanted to do. Right. And that has haunted me. <laughs> do you think that's true or do you think people can be good at I don't think that's true. I, I don't think either. That, um, I read something the other day. I don't know who to credit because I don't remember who, whether it was a podcast or a book. Mm. But someone was talking about how there are specialists and there are generalists and we need both of those in society Hmm. so a specialist would be like yeah someone who specializes in one thing and is really really proficient at it yeah and kind of hyper focused and then a generalist is someone who like has multiple disciplines and might kind of blend them together yeah have like information about a lot of things not necessarily as like deep and focused but still, but still, like, has a, a lot more breadth. Yeah, that's so cool. And you yeah. would say that you're one of those people. I definitely, I read that and I was like, oh, that's really affirming to hear. Because I feel like I've often gotten this message of, like, well, you have to decide. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't. You don't have, like, yeah. I've, I've always thought that, too. When I was younger and in mm-hmm. school, I remember a teacher telling me that as well. When I said, 
I wanted to be an actress, but I also wanted to be a veterinarian. I wanted to, like, <laughs> yeah. do this. And she was like, oh, well, you can't. You can't be both. Mm-hmm. Or in high school, I was a cheerleader and in the drama club. And right. all my teachers were like, oh, well, you, you just have to pick one. And it was just very limiting. And I think, you know, you do have to, if you want to further yourself in one mm-hmm. area, you do have to put more time Definitely. into that thing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you just stop there. You can mm-hmm. do that for a while and then go on to the next thing. Right. And know? also all of these things can really inform each other. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend from high school who was a biology major and an art, like double major in biology and art. Oh, wow. That's so different. And she really... Her, like, interest in science really informs her art in a Uh way that you would never expect. Yeah. But I think that things that seem really different can actually really inform each other and, like, the practice of one thing can, like, deepen the practice practice of another. another. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I found that as well with meditation has strengthen my acting in a way there's a breathwork class at the den and I've taken that breathwork technique and incorporated it into my acting prep before an audition or a monologue and it's it's just like you have to dabble around and find what works because you might be missing out on strengthening that one thing that you do really love even more by not taking a chance on something else so that's so cool the way I actually it's so amazing that you say that (laughs) the way I got into yoga I had taken it, I had taken some yoga classes in high school starting when I was around 14 or 15, Hmm. but when I really got into it was, I think I was 17, 18, and I was doing the summer theater intensive, and it was all day, every day, for two or three weeks, Hmm. and we would start every day with an hour and a half of hatha yoga. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I had felt, I had done, um, I had been in a play previously that summer, and I remember just this feeling that I wasn't completely in my body. Mm. There were some, like, ballroom dancing scenes, and I found those really hard to, like, just sink into Mm -hmm. and be present in. And then I remember, right, so right after this play, I started this acting intensive, and we would start with an hour, an hour and a half of yoga, and this was the first time that I was like, wow, like, I'm, like, inhabiting my body as I'm acting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's so, because of the yoga. Because of the yoga. It wow. wasn't, like, this direct, you know, it wasn't, like, our teacher was even trying to relate it directly to acting. It was just, like, we're just going to do yoga. Yeah. She huh. didn't have any kind of like agenda or message about it. It was like we're just gonna, just gonna do it. Get into our bodies before we do like the monologue work. Wow, and it was so powerful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Yeah. I feel like they need more of that <laughs> at acting school or just in general. You know, like yeah. when you're doing just the same thing over and over and over again, you either get bored or yeah, you do. You get in your head about it and you don't feel as free. Well, and a lot of, like, presence comes from the body. Yes. Not, you can't really think yourself into a character. No. I I personally cannot. Maybe some people can. Yeah. So do you, when you're developing a character, do you kind of find the way that they walk and the stance that they sit in before you add on layers? Like, is is the body movement of the character kind of the place you start? 
Yeah. That's so definitely. cool. And it d- wasn't always that way. Mm. Um, I think growing up, I, I did a lot of theater growing up. And I was raised in this like very intellectual environment. So I always came at it from a thinking mm. point of view. Okay. And then when I went to college and I started taking movement classes and voice classes, definitely, well, also with the, the um, acting intensive where we started with yoga, mm-hmm. like just coming more into my body really shifted things. I took a class called Lucid Body, if you've ever heard of it. No, that sounds awesome. It's kind of a newer method, but it's so interesting. And it's all about how, like, like character comes from, like, physicality and physical characteristics. Mm -hmm. So we would start – that class would also start with, like, half an hour of yoga. And then we would lie down and we'd go through the chakras. And if we were doing character work, we would kind of – like pinpoint like this is what chakra like one or two chakras this character is like really coming from okay and then we would kind of build off of there so we would just do like sound and movement based on whatever chakra Mm -hmm. we had picked for the character and kind of develop this like physical character and then we would like add speech later on Mm -hmm. but yeah like it all came from the body and from like energy centers wow which was and i got to some depths in that Mm -hmm. that like i had never accessed before yeah yeah oh my gosh that is so that's i want to do this like what, what is the name of this program again lucid body lucid body and it's you went to it in new york yes okay cool i think right now they're really only based in new york oh my gosh that's but such I'm an like, la I thing i bring it to la yeah oh yeah. la actors would be all over that yeah. that's so cool i mean mm-hmm. we the acting school i went to we did similar things like that with movement like we had movement classes and things but it was mostly dance you know dance for musical theater or period dance things like that and there was never really a class that was specifically just physicality yeah and i mean we did like an animal study in one of mm-hmm. my classes where you you're assigned a character i think it was for our shakespeare segment of the class and you you have your shakespeare character and then you pick an animal Mm. And then you start as that animal and then slowly grow into your character and keeping the physicality of that animal. So we did something like that, but nothing like that, what you were talking about. That's yeah. so interesting. It was... New York has some really cool stuff going on, especially yeah. like in the areas of like embodiment, movement. That's a lot more like experiential mm-hmm. and less... Like, by the book. Yeah, less classical. Because I feel like a lot of dance and singing and acting training is, like, it's about, you know, almost, like, manipulating your body to, like, look or act or sound a certain way mm-hmm. versus, like, coming from within. Yeah. And having, and having like, a lived, felt experience is so different. Right. Oh my gosh, that sounds like what I need <laughs> in yeah. my in my acting life. That sounds so cool. And then you're coming from a place that's real and true and that you feel connected to because I think that's a lot of actors' <clears throat> problems sometimes is they, they don't feel grounded or in their own body. Mm-hmm. So they either lose the line or they're not present in the moment. Right. So yeah, 
That would be Or helpful. also then, like, if you're doing a show for weeks or months, it's like it can just get repetitive. Repetitive, yeah. And you're just, like, thinking yourself into the same kind of the rhythms with the words get really repetitive and kind of monotonous. Mm. And there's no, like, spontaneity <laughs> in life. Yeah. Wow. So This is all very yeah. interesting. I'm going to have to look into this class. Thank you so much yeah, for sharing we that. we definitely should. Yeah. And we can also totally do a class because I'm starting to like offer kinds of yes yes so I want to I want to get into that let's go back a little bit so Mm -hmm. you you're not from New York but you went there for school yes where where did you move there from I moved there okay (laughs) (laughs) um I'm from Virginia okay I went to Emerson College in Boston for two years nice then I left I took some time off and I lived in Peru for a little bit. I wow. did like a kind of unaffiliated study abroad program in Spain. Because so I was like, I really want to learn Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I Did got, you? I did. I got really good at Spanish and then I promptly lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I took like six years of Spanish at yeah. my Catholic school. And I remember, I think, Spoon, which is like I Kuchara cannot or speak Spanish fully. I can understand it really well, but I yeah. cannot speak Spanish. Okay. I was like very conversational, and then I got back to the U.S. and I'm like, bye. I don't remember any words. But that's still a really cool experience. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was amazing. And then, yeah, then I transferred to the new school mm-hmm. and finished up in New York. And you were your main focus originally was acting or theater? Yeah, it was theater. It was like theater studies. Okay. So I was actually focusing in directing, hmm. which I now think is so weird. Like I do not <laughs> want to direct theater. Mm, yeah. Maybe I, maybe I would. I feel like you'd be a good director. You're, you have an eye for, mm. for things, so I'd be interested... Yeah. To see it's just something. not something that I want to pursue. I right. would do it as a side thing, but it's I don't know. It's not where I don't your think heart's it's my at. Calling. Yeah. So where? How did that lead you into the world you're kind of in now and what you're focusing on now? Right. That's such a good question. I haven't even. Thought <laughs> hmm. I guess for me, theater and performance were always about embodiment. I. Definitely grew up, like I said, in like a hyper-intellectual environment. I was a very like brainy, bookwormy kid. And mm-hmm. I was always, I just thought of myself as like not a body person. Okay. Um, like at, at recess, I would be like reading a book or I'd have to like stay inside because I had allergies. Like I was very much like not in my body and... Mm gym class really stressed me out like all anything like physical movement like really made me nervous okay in a way huh i felt very just like heady and floaty and really daydreamy were you a social person in school or not really like you kind of wanted to keep to yourself I, I was social like i've always liked people but then I also just, like, I loved books. I loved nature. And I kind of would be this, like, dreamy kid in the corner. Even though I liked people, people Mm. were kind of like, you're weird. (laughs) (laughs) I was. I was a strange little child. But that's 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 probably why we click so well. Because we're both weird. (laughs) (laughs) I love her. I love the weird little kid. Yay. Um, Anyway, so theater, I started doing when I was 
like nine or so. Mm -hmm. And I kind of did it through middle school, but not really. I really got into it in high school. And theater and singing were really how I inhabited my body Mm. kind of more than any other way. I started taking, I started doing musicals. So then I was taking voice lessons and voice lessons to me just feel like the most connective, like in terms of like connecting like the mind and the body and the spirit. Yes. There's so much like focus. Yeah. Like deeply into the body that you have to do to kind of like tune up your instrument to sing in a certain way. Absolutely. And there's so much like awareness that I felt. And I remember leaving my voice lessons and just feeling like high <laughs> like just so alive and like exuberant that's how I feel too when I leave my yeah, voice lesson yeah it's amazing it is it was really my first like foray into awareness and embodiment and I would even say spirituality wow from singing from singing and from acting wow yeah do you think it's because of a specific teacher or just what you were noticing in your own body you were just like oh this is this feels good this feels right definitely what I was noticing in my own body Mm. and then what other people could notice in my body and reflect back to me okay like I had directors and theater teachers always tell me like you are, are have a lot of awareness from like the neck up and are very expressive in your face and in your voice, but your body's not moving. Hmm. Like your body's really stiff. And I would kind of like be that actor that's like, I always had to have like a hand on the table or I was always kind of in a corner. Hmm. Yeah, stiffness and like hesitance in my body. Hmm. And I think having that reflected back to me and then going through the process of opening up into becoming a more embodied actor Mm -hmm. was something that brought me much more physical like tactile awareness than I had ever had wow yeah that's so crazy so then did you continue on with your acting focus or that's when you dabbled in other things so this is how I was getting into acting And then I was also getting into yoga at the same time because they were kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Like my interest in them felt similar. So my background is really more in yoga, but acting and singing opened me up to other arts and yoga opened me up to other kind of healing arts and forms of spirituality. Mm -hmm. So... I think so I, so much has really like developed in those areas in the past couple of years. It's like it's a lot to talk about. So yeah. I'm trying to choose. I'm trying to like figure out what to f- even focus in on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I really feel like my big focuses are writing for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely performing but not so much in this classical way. Right. In a more of like experimental type yeah. way. And of- it's very experiential too. Mm-hmm. And very process oriented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so writing, performing, visual arts too have really made a comeback in my life recently. And then really yoga and movement and Reiki. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of things. That's But that's awesome. <laughs> but they all kind of flow together and I am combining them in various ways. 
Yeah. And so now getting into what you were saying before you're Mm -hmm. offering services, is that kind of where you're at right now? You're working on getting your services out there to others as opposed to, well, I'm sure you're still using these resources for yourself, but is that kind of what you're focusing on right now is is offering this to others? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I... Well, it's going to be a lifelong process, but it's like I have just spent the last couple of years like accumulating so many like methods and so much information and I'm so excited to share it with people. It's so transformational and just empowering and it's like the world, you know, when you just feel like so excited about something and it's like, this is my purpose to share this with the world. Yeah. And that's what yeah. that's what you found yeah. now. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think your dream goal, dream career would be? You mentioned it a little bit in mm-hmm. your questionnaire, and I just I loved everything you said. Yeah. You you want to start a, a company, pretty much, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I really like my ultimate goal in life is to start a community center, like mm-hmm. a physical space where I not just me, but myself and other like artists and healers and teachers can offer different classes and workshops that are all kind of, you know, body centered mm-hmm. and very intentional and spiritual, but are kind of blending the creative arts and the healing arts. Mm. So I want to have a physical space where all of this can take place, where there are like classes and workshops during the day and then at night maybe arts events um like poetry readings dance performances whatever people kind of want to share and then this is very this is very developed in my head like in my mind like this is already happening let me tell you all about it and there are two i want a city center because i think that the energy of cities like is so artistic mm-hmm. and there are so many ideas circulating so I definitely want that I also want like a more off-the-grid kind of retreat center where we have yeah retreats and artist residencies and people could come anywhere from like a couple days a couple weeks to even for like longer residencies for a couple of months wow. and really be in nature and connecting with the earth Maybe we have like a little vegetable farm or something. Yeah. So people really, because that kind of like earth connection, mm-hmm. I think is so necessary for creativity. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I I need that once in a while. Being in LA, it can get so it can get so like claustrophobic, I guess, you know, because you're so confined yeah. and you're you're in this little bubble. You just go to work and to auditions or go to this and this. And I need to get out once in a while and see something different. Like even if it's just going to Runyon or mm-hmm. like, we're going on a road trip next weekend to Arizona. And I'm just so oh excited. Tucson? My grandparents oh, are there right that's now. amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited just to, just to, yeah, be around nature be around different scenery and i do right now i feel very disconnected from from the world around me and i think people people need something like that so that is so creative and i i see you doing that i see that happening for you and i'm so excited so is that why you came to la to start 
on that journey of beginning this community? Yeah, I've had a calling to come here for so long. I feel like this place is so you. LA is just like... I, I've really wanted to live on the West Coast forever. Mm. And I grew up on the East Coast. I've always lived there. And I, I do have a lot of love for it, but it's not my place yeah you know and i wanted to be close to home i was like okay i'll move to the northeast because i don't want to live in the south yeah oh um, no <laughs> no thank you <laughs> it's sweaty uh, and humid there no offense yeah, mom I mean, and I, Flora. I really i and again like i do have a lot of love for the south when people talk shit about the south yeah highly defensive because <laughs> it's a complicated place it like, is it's not yeah. as black and white as people want to paint it no it's not and it there are some really special places in the south mm-hmm. but i didn't want to live there it's not for me yeah i was like maybe the northeast but the northeast is even less for me i also love new york city i think it's vibrant and amazing i just did not feel like i belonged there same yeah and i got here and i was just like yes <sighs> yeah mm-hmm. total just like, surrender i feel just so much healthier and healthier physically, but healthier like on every level. Mm-hmm. Like I really feel able to take care of myself and have solitude and have time in nature. Mm-hmm. I live in the most beautiful neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I love. I like have a yard. I look out the window in the morning and there's this gorgeous like golden tree oh. that's just. It takes up the entire view. And mm, you're it, an Eagle Rock, right? I'm an Eagle Rock. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh! But that's that's what you said you wanted and you needed. You needed so a backyard perfect. and to be around nature. So yeah. Oh, I bet that's so nice. I can't stop talking about it because like, <laughs> home is something that I've really like somewhere that feels like a home space mm-hmm. where I feel like it's a sanctuary and it's just warm and protective and comfortable and I feel like happy and relieved to come back home yeah that's something that I don't know if I've ever had really Mm -hmm. and it's really something that I've been trying to call in for years Mm. and the fact that I finally have it it's just this it's like fulfilling my root chakra Mm-hmm. Like it gives me like ground to stand on and then everything else can spring from there so much more easily yes absolutely yeah. so when you were living in virginia and in new york what was different about the way you were feeling when you were there as opposed to now yeah well my home in virginia my family's house is like this super beautiful old southern house it's actually the same house my dad grew up in wow yeah, the na- like physically, it's very beautiful. The neighborhood's lovely. It's really green, and you know, I have three sisters, and it was so fun to like grow up with all sisters. And so, it's not like the house or the neighborhood itself that I didn't like, but just the feeling of growing up somewhere where you really don't belong. Yeah, like the culture of. You know, the mainstream culture of the South and particularly where I went to school from Mm. kindergarten through 12th grade Mm. was not for me. You said it was an all-girls school, right? It was an all-girls school and then there was an all-boys school that we kind of took classes with in high school. It was this weird setup. Mm, (laughs) Um, 
But it was just, it was very conservative. Just really like the way that you would imagine like an all girls private prep school, Christian school Mm. in the South to be. Yeah. And it really kind of fucked me up. (laughs) I did not, I never felt comfortable there. And I always just had this like deep longing to be elsewhere. And I didn't know where that place was. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I didn't belong. Did people judge you or bully you? Yeah. Yeah. I was totally the weird kid. Mm. Yeah. And then in high school, it was like, People, a lot of, so many people are like, oh, high school girls are so mean. But I just, like, I had boys, like, be so, like, these groups of boys be so awful to me. Yeah, it was a very shamey, really misogynistic environment. Mm. What, like, what would they do to you? If you want to talk about it. This is actually a little bit more intense to get into. But basically, I was in a relationship with this a guy, this really popular guy, mm-hmm. when I was, like, a young teenager. So, like, 14, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. 14, 15, I guess. Yeah. And it was a really toxic relationship in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And his friends kind of, like, took it upon themselves to really ostracize me mm. and, like, shame me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail. No, yeah. But it was just, it was always like, first of all, there was just this feeling of kind of being like a a weirdo Mm. and being very much like outside of the mainstream culture. Okay. And then when I got to high school, people were like, oh, you're pretty. Because I hadn't really been perceived that way before. Hmm. Um, It was just like, oh, you're this like weird girl, like with her nose always in a book and like I probably I was like definitely always kind of a free spirit like a little bit of an outlier I guess so people didn't really pay that much attention to me I think when I was super young I did have some people kind of pick on me but nothing like too terrible Mm -hmm. and then yeah when it got to high school it was like oh suddenly you're this like sexual object yes so, but then at the same time, the culture that I grew up in was really slut shamey, really, really, really sex negative, body negative. Mm-hmm. So I just received like a lot of objectification and shame, and it was really, it was a rough time. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry that you had to to deal with that. I feel like a lot of not just girls, but people in general have mm-hmm. to go through that in in school, and yeah. it's it's not fair. But now that's also another thing that you're super passionate about yeah. as well, right? Like right. sexual identity yeah. and that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I should also mention like <clears throat> off of that too, mm-hmm. like I'm queer mm. and I always was. Yeah. But I, this is another just sense of like not belonging, like feeling very disconnected from myself, mm-hmm. really disconnected from my environment. I just didn't have the vocabulary for it, like I didn't hear the word lesbian until I was a teenager. Oh no, same. I, I went to a Catholic school until yeah. sixth, seventh grade, and I, when I went to um, a public school after that, I that was the first time I ever heard the word gay, and I just right. thought like, oh, he, he's happy, you know, like gay is happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I had and no idea. I didn't grow up in the kind of Christian environment where it was like gay people are a sin, you know, like gay people are sinners. It was just like they do not exist. Yeah. Like, same here. It was only straight married Christian couples. Yeah. 
own like exclusively and I also like I wasn't really even allowed to like watch TV that much growing up Mm. I didn't have a ton of access to the internet because also our school would like we got laptops for school in middle school and Mm -hmm. our school would like monitor our history and yeah oh my gosh so I was like highly highly like monitored and controlled and I think a lot of queer people like figured this stuff out through the internet and through like you know weird cult 90s tv shows yeah and I did not have that like I just didn't have that exposure so you felt lost for a while and yeah I was like very I was just following this model that I saw like the only models that I had were straight people Mm -hmm. and so I was following that and I obviously felt really disconnected from myself but I couldn't put my finger on why Why? yeah Mm. so it was a strange very strange time all around yeah how did you finally figure out what you were and and if that makes sense yeah yeah well I actually so I was dating a guy Mm -hmm. for five years the guy from high school no different okay okay so this was someone that I started dating like around my sophomore year in high school and he was really cool like we're still friends he was a musician he was also kind of a weirdo um an Aquarius mm, there Love you go my Aquarius <laughs> <laughs> so we just had this great intellectual connection and I still like we'll still talk on the phone for hours sometimes he's awesome and it was actually with him that because he was such an open-minded person and so kind of knowledgeable about culture I mean he's a straight white dude but like really free thinking mm-hmm. and, that's rare <laughs> yeah kind of like knowledgeable about culture and arts and subcultures in a way that I wasn't. And I think it was with him that I started to be able to put words to my feelings. Around like year three, I was like, hey dude, like I think I might be bisexual. And we would talk about it like at length. Oh, that's so cool. And I would totally intellectualize it. I was like, oh, I don't know. Like try to analyze it so much or like, think my way out of it do you think you would try to think your way out of it because of the way you were raised for so long Mm -hmm. yes and this is i can go i could talk about this for days (laughs) i can go into this if if you want yeah yeah oh my gosh please if you feel comfortable i feel i feel so comfortable this is like my favorite thing to talk about yay not talked about enough Mm. queer women are so invisible in this culture and it's gotten so much better but it's still true Mm -hmm. and there's only specific types of queer women shown and like specific contexts so a context that I had was like oh you might like experiment in college but I didn't think that you could actually like marry a woman or marry someone that was not a man I just, I don't know. There were like very limited contexts that mm-hmm. I had for thinking about sexuality. So at some point in high school, I was like, 
it was like this joke with me and my friends. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to be a lesbian in college. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like a lot of girls have said that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm going to have my lesbian phase in mm-hmm. college. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have, like, one or two experiences of hooking up with a girl, but, like... Yeah. And then I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There just really is so much invisibility mm-hmm. that, for me, the possibility of actually being queer was so impossible and invalidated. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was something that I had ignored and invalidated in myself for so long that then when I was like, hey, like I think I might be attracted to women, but there was this huge resistance. And the other thing too is I think that because we see a lot like in popular culture, there's a lot of like, not that there's anything wrong with this and you know, like you do you, like you get to be attracted to whoever you want to be attracted to, mm-hmm. but there it's a lot of like white skinny femmes who are very like conventionally attractive and like patriarchally acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the kind of lesbians that like men would want to look at. Yes. Um, And I'm not really, I'm just not really, that's not my type, but that was all I had really seen. So I was kind of like, I feel like I'm attracted to other genders than cis men, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't really attracted to like feminine women. Right. So it's just like the possibilities were so limited mm-hmm. in my head. And I was like, this just cannot even be possible. So I started to talk about it. And then I was like, no, I'm not sure. Like, what, what, if, I'm, what if I'm just making this up? Or what if I'm just doing this like, to get attention or something? I like, wouldn't come out to my family. I was like, I'm not going to come out until I'm actually dating yeah. a woman. Because, you know, it's like, what if I come out and then I just only ever date cis men? Mm-hmm. I was so scared. Like, I was so, I knew deep down it was so obvious, but. You were scared. I was, I just kept invalidating myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you find the courage to finally accept that's those feelings? Yeah. Well, I was in New York. And I had been having basically just worse and worse experiences with men. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not attracted to men and you're dating them and hooking up with them, there's some like real like dark dynamics that come up. I mean, I know that exists between heterosexual people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like gender shit to work through, but For me specifically, it was like, I just had so much like resentment and like rage, honestly, built up towards the men that I was dating. And then I had a couple of just really, like not okay things happen with guys. But then even the guys that were great people, I just, oh, I just like couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't quite know why because I was like oh I'm bisexual I'm bisexual but at a certain point I was like you know what no like I'm just not gonna do men anymore (laughs) like we're just not doing this yeah I'm just drawing a line in the sand I'm just gonna go out of my way 
to like date women and date people of other genders and then that was like a whole thing because it is it is difficult to be queer and there's like a whole rite of passage that happens Mm -hmm. like you kind of have to figure out the culture in steps and it's like a second puberty right okay and and so how did you who was the first person that you were with that was a woman did you meet them like on a dating side or or if you don't want to talk about them or like how did you get into that there were a couple of like kind of casual encounters like I like hooked up with a couple girls and I was like I like this yeah and then I dated a couple girls like for a couple weeks and the first the first girl that I actually dated for a couple weeks like it was such an emotional whirlwind Mm. which is such a stereotype but it's it's true (laughs) yeah like they're not making these things up Mm -hmm. Uh, it was very emotional it was very intense and then that like kind of ended very abruptly but I was like oh wow okay so I'm like definitely definitely not straight right and then from there it was just kind of it just unfolded Mm -hmm. but you finally felt like this feels right but yeah really when when I moved to New York and I Mm -hmm. like deliberately I was like okay I'm never no more men men (laughs) and my friends were like dude yeah right but I was like no like I'm telling you and then once I kind of decided that it was like oh like I'm actually in my and this is another thing with me and embodiment it's like I'm actually like in my body when I'm having sex. Yes. And like I'm much more in touch with my desire and my attractions. Mm -hmm. Were you feeling more confident as well? Yeah. I mean, at first it was confusing because people were really interpreting me as a straight girl. Mm. So that gets tricky. Mm -hmm. I like cut off all my hair and I was like, I'm a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I definitely did feel more confident. There was a, there was a process that Mm -hmm. happened, but once I kind of got more comfortable in my sexuality and in my desire, it's like, oh, like this is me. Yeah. And like, this has been the disconnect and here I am. Wow. That's so relieving. I bet. It was, yeah. Oh my gosh. A massive, massive relief. And were your parents supportive when you told them? My parents were not unsupportive. That's good. They were really surprised, which I think is so funny because, (laughs) like, the signs were there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I guess they just, like, didn't expect their very feminine daughter who had only dated boys ever Mm -hmm. to suddenly be like, hey, I'm very gay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they took a little bit to kind of process it, but they're accepting. That's good. That's that's they've been supportive. Very important. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of kids don't have that maybe not support but at least acceptance yeah. from their family so that that's really awesome so what are you for someone who is who is dating a man and not gay what would you prefer people to call you like do you when people say oh she's a lesbian does that offend you mm. or you know what i mean like what yeah. what word or name do you prefer thank you for asking that yeah well yeah. I've, I've always been very curious because i don't I don't want to offend people, but I'm always just saying what I what I have heard, you know, or yeah, heard other people yeah. say. Like, I have a friend, and she's like, yeah, I'm a lesbian, but it's different for everybody. It's so personal. Yeah. And also, like, reclaiming these terms and this language around being queer is 
such an empowering thing. Mm-hmm. So like being able to decide like this is what like I I want you to call me. Yeah, this is but, my yeah. label. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Seriously. Of course. I really like the word queer. Queer. Okay. I know that it has some pejorative um, histories attached to it and certain people are kind of like oh I don't know about that mm-hmm. I really like queer because I think it's a really good umbrella term I was really into the word lesbian for a while because it just felt like such like a statement like yeah. I was like there's no in between here like, yeah I don't fuck with men <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah my partner actually now um, we started dating when they were identifying as a woman, as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And in the course of our relationship, they've come out as non-binary. And so it's just, queer to me is just a more inclusive term. And I've dated other non-binary people too. So I, then I started to kind of question, like, is lesbian like an inclusive term? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It might not feel that way for my current partner, past partners. So... I really do like queer. Some okay. people will say like pansexual. Mm-hmm. I like that that word exists, but I don't super identify Doesn't with fit it. with yeah. you. Yeah. So you, your advice to other people who might be struggling with their identity right now would be maybe to just find the word that suits them best. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. And also to acknowledge that that can change mm-hmm. over time. I was... I was like, I'm straight, and now I'm bisexual, and now I'm pansexual, and now I'm a lesbian, and now I'm like, I'm queer, guys. I'm, I'm queer. queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. Just, and it's just like whatever feels comfortable at any given time mm-hmm. is the best yeah. option. And then, so you call uh, her, would you call your partner him, her, them, they, them? them. Yeah, they okay. And then yeah. when, would you prefer other people to also call their own girlfriend boyfriend partner or that's just kind of what you you guys decided on it's totally dependent on the person yeah and this is another thing you know i i do like the word partner because it's just very inclusive yeah you can use it it's Mm -hmm. like any words that aren't gendered i'm like yes like more of this yeah but also when i first was starting to date women and still again like a feminine presenting person Mm -hmm. and really being perceived as straight it was really a big deal for me to be able to say like me and my girlfriend (laughs) yes um Mm -hmm. and now saying partner is a better fit i kind of like partner because it's like like your partner in crime you know i know exactly it's your best friend life partner (laughs) yeah i i love that i love that so thank you for educating me on these things because i i never want to offend anybody but i also you know need to ask if I want to that is no I think that's the biggest takeaway it's just like ask like people are never yeah there's kind of this feeling like oh like I should already know yeah that's how I was feeling but it's like with people's sexuality and especially with like gender identity and pronouns like Mm -hmm. I've just gotten into like asking everyone recently Mm -hmm. because you just don't no. You don't it's know. Like, what are your pronouns? Like, yeah. it's not, it will never offend anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's such great advice. Just, yeah. just humble yourself enough to, to ask. And then, you know, you can't offend anybody yeah. if you ask first. So. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Yeah. So now you and your partner, um, what was their name again? L. L. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. You yeah. guys are happy and doing well. Yeah. Yeah. We really are. We moved to LA from New York together. Wow. They had already lived here for mm-hmm. a couple of years. 
but they were really anxious to get back and I was like great let's go this is gonna be amazing because you wanted to be like, here I've been anyways waiting to live here for years so yeah just wow. looking for a reason that worked out well yeah it worked out super well nice and I love it here I think they love it here. Mm-hmm. I, they're a little less starry-eyed because they grew up in California, but I'm okay. like, how can you take this for granted? <laughs> <laughs> right. New York, living in New York really made them appreciate it here. Oh, right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I lived in New York for a year, and there were things that I loved about it, being able to see Broadway shows mm-hmm. all the time, just walking in the city, you know, you feel like a badass. Like, it's yeah, exciting. I live in yeah. New York, you know? So I... I think it toughened me up, Mm. definitely, (laughs) and like mentally prepared me for adult life, Mm -hmm. but yeah, same with you, I just didn't feel at home there, I was just always longing for a place where I felt like I belonged, and I think I'm still kind of searching for that place, but I... I have loved living in LA because there are so many different people that do a billion different things, like you, like you have all these different passions and you're not limiting yourself to just one thing and I that's another reason I wanted to start this podcast was to talk to not just actors not just yeah magicians or hairstylists <laughs> who, who or whatever I want to talk to just people who have mm. a passion for for life and I think that was an, one of the Gemini traits oh, was yeah. <laughs> just a passion for life and yes. my my ipad died with all my gemini notes but uh oh, I'm excited what are that. some other what are some other things that you know about gemini's oh my gosh well the main things that i think that i really associate with gemini's are mutability and adaptability mm. and then just like I want to say like communication, but it's really just talking. <laughs> like, yeah, Gemini's love to talk. Like, I mm-hmm. if you can't tell, yeah, <laughs> no, but love I love talk. my mom's a Gemini and she loves to talk. Yeah, too, so. it's, and but not just like you know, not just like hear myself talk, but to really like listen to other people. Like, I just love conversation. I love like learning new information. I think any air sign is really of the mind. Yeah, in certain ways, like that can be like intellectual. Or it can just be like a love of learning, mm-hmm. which I very, very much feel. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go back and talk about your favorite drink really quick. Oh, yeah. Let's so, yes. What did you pick? I picked Thai iced tea. Thai iced tea with coconut milk. Yes, with coconut milk. Awesome. And why is that your favorite drink? Is there- it's just the best. I mean, <laughs> like, I love, I love tea. I love any and all tea. Mm-hmm. But then... The combination of like slight caffeine and like the condensed milk and the sugar, it's just so satisfying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It is the best drink in the world. I'm totally addicted to it. Yeah. I wish I could drink them every day. Yes. Are they bad for you? Do you know? Like, is there a lot of sugar in them? They're definitely bad for you. Okay. They're 100% unhealthy. Oh no. There's nothing healthy about them except for that they're so delicious so it's like nourishing to the heart mm-hmm. i think that's healthy i like that <laughs> nourishing to the heart i'm gonna remember that every time i'm eating some cheese it's at 2 a.m because that's like my guilty pleasure yeah comfort food is really important mm-hmm. and i think comfort food is as important as you know your like grain bowls with kale and right exactly <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah what, what's your favorite comfort food well I'm from the South, so anything that's just like bread and cheese and butter, like oh, mac yes. and cheese, oh my God, grilled cheese. cheese. So good. And I 
I love butter. Like I made myself a grilled cheese last night and I put it back on the stove because I was like, this doesn't have enough butter in it. So it's like more, more butter. More butter. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. Butter, That's, bread, cheese. Do you eat meat or no? I do eat meat. I didn't for like 10 years. Oh, wow. I do. Now you do. So what made you decide to go back to eating meat again? I always told myself that if my body started to crave meat, that I would eat it because mm. I was just never into meat. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I guess I could probably be a vegetarian. Yeah. You weren't vegan. You were just vegetarian. I was vegan for a bit, like kind of on and off. I would okay. Be like plant-based, I would say, overall. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, I was living in New York and I was like, and I'm sure this was for a variety of reasons, but I was just feeling so like low energy, kind of having some health problems. And I do all of these different like restrictions. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to eat any animal products and I'm not going to eat gluten and I'm not going to eat sugar. And then I was like, these restrictions are really not working for me. Yeah. They're not doing anything for my physical health Mm -mm. and they're doing shit for my mental health. Like they, I think they were more, um, some people who have like a more balanced mentality about that stuff might do like perfectly fine with like restricting certain food groups. Yeah. For me, it just like caused more problems than not. So finally I was just like, okay, well, what am I not eating? Like what do, what do I maybe need more of? And I was like, maybe I'm not really getting enough like protein and fats and just kind of like a visceral energy yeah so same i got back on the meat train that's awesome i, and did I feel that. a lot better I yeah really do. good yeah. like energy wise or just like all around i'm um, just like mental clarity mm-hmm. energy i feel stronger i don't eat meat that much like i i usually don't cook meat but mm-hmm. if i go out like i'll eat it and it's yeah i try to have like you know, I try to be responsible about my meat consumption yeah. and have it from like ethically sourced places. Right, right. But yeah, I, I definitely having like a little bit of meat in my diet, I feel more balanced. Good. Sure. I think that's what you have to do. You have to find what works for you and what your body is asking you for. Mm-hmm. So because I, I tried to do that for a while too. When I lived in New York, I was addicted to CrossFit, which is a, you know, the workout program. And they're, they're like strict paleo diet, you know, like no grains and carbs and all that stuff. So I literally only ate, you know, (laughs) meat and vegetables sometimes, but I didn't eat any carbs or any bread or anything. And I had, I was tired all the time. And I was like, why am I tired? Like, I mean, I looked, you know, really fit, but it got to the point where I couldn't even go to classes because I was so tired. Exactly. So what's what's the point? So yeah, I finally started to incorporate, you know, some carbs in the morning and yeah, you just have to find what works for you, you know, and honestly, life is too short to cut it all out if you want. Life is too (laughs) short. Like eat the freaking burger. Eat the cake. Pizza, yeah. It's also like food is so much, it's so social. Yeah. And I would go, like, I'd be at like my sister's birthday party and I would be like, mm, I can't eat this cake. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Fuck, eat the fucking cake. <laughs> Somebody made that cake. It's a special occasion. Yeah. And also, if like sometimes people have 
back in the day when I was trying to be good and <laughs> good and not eat stuff, like I remember this girl made me cookies one time and they weren't gluten free cookies and I think I like threw them away. Threw them away yeah. and this I've gr- totally done that too. <sighs> it's not it was not good for me. No, no, and I, I feel so bad. I need to go make that girl some I forget who it was, <laughs> but make yourself some cookies. Yeah, make myself some cookies. So yeah, life's too short. Just you have to enjoy it. And I mean in in doses you know portion control i think is important well also like that's the thing about paying attention to your body yeah like your body knows what it needs Mm -hmm. and if you just like really listen and are mindful it's like sometimes it's like the healthiest thing like holistically to like eat the cake eat the cookies whatever yeah and sometimes like you listen to your body and it's like i just really want a salad right now yeah mm -hmm. you know it's just I want that kale and mindfulness and awareness. Yes. Those are like the healthiest. Because our bodies have so much wisdom. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. More than like a diet or like a book or anyone else externally can tell you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I tell people in my pure bar class all the time. It's just like, listen to your body. If it's, there are some workout teachers out there who they just push you so hard they're like no you have to push Mm. past that pain anyways but it's like if something doesn't feel good you should not do it right you know I mean there's a difference between pushing yourself past your comfort zone and your you know Mm -hmm. limits but but then a difference between like pushing your body too much where you could hurt yourself you know so yeah yeah you have to find that balance I think that's such an interesting teaching in yoga too it's like kind of paying attention to the difference between like well, what does your body actually need? Or is this, like, the mind, like, the ego talking? Because mm. sometimes, like, I definitely can get kind of, like, indulgent with myself. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to do this hard pose. Right. Um, I don't want to hold tree for five right. minutes. And then sometimes I'm like, no, if I actually tune in, it's like my body does want, you to do want um, this fire. Mm. And it's just, like, some part of my brain telling me, like, you can't do that. Yeah. But then so other days, I'm like, I'm really tired, and my body wants to rest. Mm-hmm. So just, like, paying attention to, like, who's talking. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that, like, the difference between your mind mm-hmm. and your ego, if that's the right way to decipher them? You know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of the mind is the ego. Ego, okay. Or you're, I'm reading The Power of Now, and I guess yeah. the way they describe it is your being mm-hmm. and your ego. Yeah, that's a good, that's yeah. a good way to put it. I okay, like that. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, it's a, it can be a tough distinction, and it's not quite accurate to be like, oh, like, your, your mind and your body, because your body and your mind are the same. Right. <laughs> like, ultimately. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the distinction between ego and being, I really like that. Mm, mm-hmm. I think that there is a state of, like, really dropping in and just having, like, deep awareness mm. and just deep, like, listening to yourself past, like, the mental chatter. Yeah. Because the mental chatter is, for me, for me, what feels like the ego and all the belief systems and all the, like, unconscious, like, conditioning, that stuff. Mm. And then if you, you can get to a, a place of just stillness mm. and quiet where you're like, okay, thoughts, like, I hear you, but let's just kind of 
put you over there for a second. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to do some deeper listening. Mm -hmm. And there's, I experience beingness as sensory and not verbal. Okay. Um, And I'm sure this is different for everyone, but like I can get like a feeling in my body or I can like have like a visual of something that usually tells me informs me more about like what my intuition is telling me and what my like beingness is wanting in a moment Mm -hmm. versus like if I'm like hearing the chatter of my thoughts that's usually not um that's not coming from my my beingness or my like greater consciousness and do you find that meditation has really helped you calm that mental chatter yes and no okay this is like going back to the gym and i think it's like my my brain is <laughs> very active like all the time all the time um, mine too it gets pretty chaotic in there Ugh, i think yeah. meditation has helped me differentiate Okay. And it has helped me, like, bring just awareness to the thoughts and, like, have space around them so they don't overtake me. Mm. And so that they're not, like, the only thing I can pay attention to. Okay. That's what meditation has really helped me with. Mm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So then uh, we met at the Den Meditation. Yes, we did. And did you meditate prior to volunteering there? Or was that your first experience with? You know... I have been doing like meditative practices for a while, but it kind of took me a long time to get on just the straight up meditation train. Yeah. Like I would try to do mindfulness meditations and I was like, there's just too much going on in there. Like I can't, I can't, I can't sit with it. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So movement was really helpful for me. Like for a lot of years, I was like, I can take a yoga class or even do like mindful walking. But there, like, had to be some movement or my mind, like, would not shut the fuck up. That's me. That's me. And I think that's why I love fitness so much and fitness classes because I am able to detach from my thoughts, but it's because I'm focusing on doing another physical movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just the practice of sitting in stillness and awareness is very advanced. Yeah. And it took me a while to get to that. And now I... I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I find myself avoiding it sometimes when I'm when I most need it. Mm. But yeah, that's something that I actually really take pleasure in now, which for a long time I was like I cannot do this. Like it, it is overwhelming to sit down and bring awareness to my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. I have that feeling sometimes too and I think it does benefit me sometimes to just take a walk with my dog instead, mm. you know? So I'm, I'm still trying to yeah. get better at it. I think like an exercise routine, it is something you have to practice, you know? Yeah, and I also think that there are so many ways to tend to and care for the mind, the body, the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not... People get on these crazes... It's like, well, you have to be meditating every day. And this is the kind of meditating you have to be doing. Yeah. Like, this is the food that you have to be eating. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, like, these things are fluid. And I'm I'm very much, I mean, (laughs) I'm very much about, like, really listening to your own intuition and your own guidance. And it's like, 
sometimes meditation is going to be taking a walk with your dog. Yeah. And sometimes it's going to be, you know, Reiki or some kind of energy work. And sometimes it's straight up, like, sitting still on a cushion. <laughs> like, yeah. just focusing on your breath. Like, I can take different forms, I think. And mm. the same thing isn't always going to be the most beneficial. Like, right. sometimes it needs to shift. and. You don't have time in the day to do every single <laughs> practice that you want to do. Right, exactly. So, and now that is what you would like to help people with as yeah. well, is offering yeah. those different types mm-hmm. of services. Do you want to talk a little bit about the ones that you are offering I right would now? I love to. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and then also, if you could please explain to the, the mm. listeners out there what Reiki is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yay. So Reiki is my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> Reiki is an intuitive, energetic medicine. Um, it's the most simple, intuitive form of healing I think there is. Hmm. Because you, as a practitioner, you can you can incorporate like gentle light touch or just hovering the hands like slightly above the person's body and. It works on multiple levels. I think, if nothing else, it's extremely restorative for the nervous system. Mm. Touch is so healing. So if if you get nothing out of a Reiki session other than just feeling like really relaxed and calm, great. Mm. So that's kind of the, I think the kind of first maybe like most obvious level that it works on so it's not a massage though it's not a massage it's literally just like you lay your hands very gently on different places of the body and it works also on the level of energy so there's like physical relaxation and restoration that happens just from the power of touch Hmm. and then there's also an energetic exchange or not even really exchange but an energetic release taking place so the body holds a lot of energy and emotion and by this like either light touch or just like very like hovering your hands over the body you can like gather the energy of whatever energy center and kind of send it upwards Mm -hmm. and out so there's a lot of like emotional release that takes place, energetic release that takes place. And it's just, it's very balancing. It just restores the, both the physical body and the subtle body or the energetic body, the chakras, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have all these names. But it, it brings, brings the different systems in the body to balance. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. And so you offer the private Reiki services? Yes. Awesome. So I offer Reiki. I also offer private yoga. I'm a yoga teacher. And then with the yoga, it's all about like what I was just talking about with being like very mindful and just kind of slowing down, bringing awareness to the movement, really working, like bringing the breath in. Mm -hmm. So I just call it gentle yoga. I like that. (laughs) I saw that on your website earlier. Gentle yoga. That's very 
reassuring mm-hmm. to people who may have never done yoga before yeah. or maybe think they're not that that good at it. Well, also the people that are like quote unquote good at yoga could probably use a little like slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> practice. You need to go back to the basics once in a while. Yeah, back to the basics and also just back to like a really simple awareness of the body that's not um that's not fancy or complicated and that's not like performing. Mm. Like it's so tempting when we get in class with all like it's so human, it's so natural. Like I'm not saying <laughs> I don't do this. I do it. Everyone too. does it. It's yeah. like you you get around other people and you're like, let me show you how good I am. Yeah, let this. me show you oh, my my lotus my bird of paradise. But it's like, <laughs> ugh. Like private yoga is so wonderful because you can really get into your body in the moment and whatever's coming up. And even if you're a really advanced practitioner, it's like sometimes your body wants to rest. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. it's different day to day. So just like bringing more gentleness and more awareness to those like physical practices mm. is something I really want to offer. I love that. So yeah, I offer yoga, I offer Reiki, and then these two kind of more interdisciplinary workshoppy things that I developed when I was in New York. Hmm. Um, one of them is called embodied writing and one is called just voice and movement. So embodied writing is working with different aspects of movement and he- like healing work through the body. So it will depend on the person. Like we might do a little yoga, we might do some Reiki, some sound healing, um, some dance or just like intuitive movement. And then there are like writing prompts and different like sensory experiences. And it's all very intuitive and stream of consciousness. And anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. I think like I developed it because I needed it as a writer to get out of my head. Yeah. So it's if as a writer or any kind of creative, like you're feeling blocked, it's really helpful to get into that space of like body and movement, energy, and things start to flow easier. Yeah. So that's embodied writing. And then voice and movement is very inspired by like voice lessons, acting training, like all of the more like experimental, process oriented experiential work that I was talking about earlier so kind of taking what I've learned in different classes different trainings and really like making them my own kind of bringing them together with with you I mean yoga is like involved in all of this stuff yeah Um, I I really think it's like the backbone of all of the work that I do Mm. but yeah so liberated or no I was calling it liberated voice for a while, and now I'm calling it voice and movement. Voice and movement. Um, but liberated voice works too. Yeah. But yeah, voice and movement is about the actual like physical voice, and it, it's a lot about like making sound, like adding sound to movement. So opening up the throat chakra, getting more comfortable in just expression mm-hmm. and spontaneity, and like kind of organic raw expression of whatever whatever the body is like feeling in the moment wow so yeah this is also interesting and i think 
especially for the actors out there who are hopefully listening to this, yeah. I think this would be a really <laughs> cool layer to add on to their character development process, you oh know? Oh my gosh, it's truly the best, and I'm so... I'm so I'm so excited to be in LA with like this community of all these artists and actors and it's so wonderful. I'm it really is. excited to be offering this stuff. Yay. And where can we find your information and mm-hmm. sign up for services and things like that? It's called Embodied Arts. It's called Embodied Arts. Mm. Yes. My Instagram, which is new Instagram, so <laughs> um, my Instagram is just embodied underscore arts. Um, all lowercase, and my website is hazelhking.com. What's the H for? Oh, my middle name is Howard. Oh, that's right! <laughs> oh, yes! Yeah. I remember we talked about this, and I, I... People love that. I loved it so much. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, I really like it, too. But just hazelhking.com. Um, embodied Arts was already taken, and so was Hazel King. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my name, and then if I ever decide to change the name of the company, mm-hmm. then... It'll be fine because my name will always be my name. Yes. Probably. I I love your name. You like, you are a Hazel, you know, that just suits you so well. I know my parents really did well. Yeah. Yeah. They did. did. Yay. Well, I'm just so happy to have you here and to have met you. I just think we instantly clicked when I met you at the den and I'm just so happy that you're out in LA and now dabbling into all these these other things and I think it, it could really benefit not not just actors but anybody out there mm. who who is feeling lost and to just kind of sum everything up what advice would you give to maybe another queer individual out there who is struggling mm. with their identity or struggling accepting the feelings that they're having what would you tell them what would you tell the younger version of you Oh, wow. That's a big question. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, really think of, like, a genuine answer because it's so easy to just be like, just be yourself. Yeah, you got this, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all going to be fun. It gets better. Yeah, I think... Oh, my gosh. This is so funny because I feel like everything I talk about always comes back to, like, just listen to your body. <laughs> but that's but a really, true It's like this goes back to the difference between like the ego mm-hmm. and being. Mm-hmm. And really allowing yourself to be mm-hmm. and really just starting a practice of like self-acceptance and self-love mm-hmm. is the most powerful like tangible thing you can do Mm -hmm. like for a while when I was coming out I woke up every morning this is something a Reiki healer told me to do I would never have come up with this on my own (laughs) I woke up in the morning and every morning when I woke up I would set a timer for three minutes on my phone and just put my hands on my heart and say I love myself unconditionally for the whole three minutes and that that it's really just the practice of self-love Okay. And self-acceptance. Because you can't change who you are. Mm-hmm. And you can try to resist it and fight it, but that is miserable. Yes. And then you feel totally alienated from yourself and just, like, disconnected and not belonging. And, like, coming home to yourself, coming home to your body, radically accepting, like, every part of who you are. Because every part of who you are is beautiful. 
mm-hmm. and the parts of yourself that you think you need to hide are probably the most powerful parts of who you are yeah so yeah loving yourself loving yourself unconditionally I love that yeah. and and telling yourself that I I think people can get confused sometimes when they are told they need to love themselves mm-hmm. I think it can also seem like oh if I love myself then that's conceited or selfish. But I think there's a difference between being in love with yourself and being vain (laughs) and then just loving who you are. So how would you distinguish the difference? Yeah, well, I, first of all, I just want to give a little shout out. There's this like kind of very heart-centered activist on whose blog I just found on Instagram called Aaron Rose. I think his Instagram is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N-X, Rose. Okay. And he talks at length about self-love. And that Instagram blog is the best, like one of the best things that's ever come into my life. He's also a trans man, so he talks a lot about like identity and inclusion and all of these great juicy things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a recommendation for okay. anyone that wants to explore that. Personally, I would say that self-love is the least selfish thing you can do because loving yourself and unconditionally accepting yourself opens you up to like radically, truly love others. Mm. You don't, you can't give what you don't have. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. There are people I know, and me, myself included, there have there was a time where I thought the only way I would ever feel good enough within mm. myself was if someone else told me that I was and right. told me that yeah. they loved me. And I think well, that's probably like maybe a high school girl thing I don't know but people it, probably being a high school girl definitely doesn't help yeah it <laughs> so definitely does not but people other people I'm sure have that moment as well where they they need to find validation from others and you're exactly right you cannot yeah. give you know unless you love yourself first yeah so and I think that's how I finally found Nathan you know finally Fully <laughs> fell in love with another. <laughs> Shout out to Nathan. <laughs> you know, I found I found my person once I, because mm-hmm. I went through a horrible relationship with someone um, in so Florida, sorry. and uh, you know, but I that I think I was with that person for so long because I needed validation and I needed mm-hmm. to be told I'm good enough, and I thought by someone being committed to me mm-hmm. that that was the validation I needed and that was love but that Mm. wasn't love and so after that I did I had to take time to work on myself and figure out you know what I wanted to do and what I wanted from someone else as well and then when I finally was just sitting in this comfortability of like knowing who I am and what I want that's when Nathan walked into my classroom Mm. and saw me perform a monologue and then it just like happen so yeah I think that that's also that's that's such great advice you have to love yourself first mm. so yes. thank, thank you so much Hazel okay so my iPad is on and so we're gonna do Yay. this horoscope 
really quickly before it dies again. <laughs> um, poor planning on my part. I just, uh, oh, I could talk to you for hours and hours. I know. I love Same it so here. much. I feel so comfortable with you. Me too. I always have. Yeah, no, me like too. day one. Me it's too. Just like, hey, Zane, yeah. can I work here? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, for sure. I'm so glad that you wanted to work there. I think you're just such a great addition to, to that community. Thank and you. I, I get to see you once a week, which know, is really, really nice. I always look forward to Actually, I didn't get to see you this week, but I'll, I'll get to see you next week. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, sure. here we go. As a Gemini, born on June 15th, the world around <laughs> you is by far your greatest passion. You take on a large variety mm-hmm. of interests in order to interact with the outside world in many different ways. <laughs> yes, definitely that's so can confirm. <laughs> yes, while others are impressed by your quick wit and insight, you simply view these abilities as natural. There are many who find your charms irresistible, <laughs> but your wow, warm and positive awesome. demeanor prevent you from exploiting these advantages. You are sociable, communicative, ready for fun, with a tendency to suddenly get serious, thoughtful, thoughtful and <laughs> restless this is a really accurate description right? oh my gosh i'm so wow. i'm so happy where did you find this i feel like people are normally kind of harsh on gemini's this really is a very like compassionate <laughs> yeah yeah i don't remember which uh on website i was using i usually use the birthday book at mm. the den oh cool um it's like called the secret language of birthdays okay. and that's usually pretty on point my birthday one was super on point and i love it because it's specific to the day so this is actually specific to june 15th Mm. so maybe that's why it's like being really nice uh it says you're fast because you're special (laughs) only people going on june 15th are good gemis sorry mom no (laughs) um it says you're fascinated with the world itself extremely curious yes with a constant feeling that there is not enough time to experience everything you want to see oh my god absolutely Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it says your strengths include that you're very gentle affectionate adaptable ability to learn quickly and exchange ideas yeah. Uh, famous people born on this day include Jim Belushi, Courtney Cox, Neil Patrick Harris, one of my faves. Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, awesome. pretty on point, would you say? Wow, that's so great. That makes me feel really good about myself. Oh, good. Yay. Yeah, I, I would actually say that all of those things are, are pretty accurate. On point. Yeah. It says weaknesses include nervous, oh, yeah. inconsistent, and indecisive. Oh, my God, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's like what I led with. I was like, so I'm really indecisive. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, we all have our moments. So we do. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, So now we will get into a few of Hazel's favorite things. (laughs) Hazel, what's your favorite book of all time? Oh my God. You can pick a couple. The Argonauts by Maggie Nelson. What is that about? Oh my God. Maggie Nelson is this freaking incredible poet and kind of like lyrical essayist Mm. um the argonauts is kind of a combination of poetry it's very poetic in its style Mm -hmm. it's also a memoir and it's also can get really like academic and intellectual which you know as an air sign yeah (laughs) all about that Mm -hmm. um it's basically about her she's queer she's married to a trans man and they have two children and so she talks about queerness and identity, uh, pregnancy, inhabiting a female body and all of these different shapes. She talks really frankly and like graphically about sex. Ooh. And then she'll go into like hardcore like art criticism mode. Ooh. It is 
the coolest, just like most radical, like deeply personal, but also so intelligent book that I have ever read. I've read it like three times and every time it just makes me, yeah, Yeah, I love it. Oh, awesome. What's the name of it again? The Argonauts. The Argonauts. Okay, cool. I'm going to read that. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite song in the entire world? Oh my God, this is hard. (laughs) If you don't have Um, a specific one, it's okay. What's my favorite song? Or favorite band, favorite artist, or both. Okay. Oh my God, this is so hard. Or the one that is your jam right now. My jam right now. Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God, wait, this is so, my brain is totally freezing. Like, who, oh, you know who my favorite artist is? Hmm. Is Mitski. I don't know who that is. She's lovely. Hmm. She's also like, she's just such a badass yeah she's this very like her voice she has such a range of expression her songs are so like just truthful and expressive Mm. her voicing it's so tender and soft and then like rageful like in the same song wow she's a singer songwriter she's the best is she on spotify yeah she is she's pretty famous now oh cool she's only kind of been around for like a little bit she's pretty young Mm. but she's amazing and She's also written some cool essays that you can check out. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, favorite quote, mantra, or prayer? <laughs> These are so hard. <laughs> How do I narrow this down? Um, my favorite quote, mantra, or prayer? I am gonna say what I already said, which was the mantra of "I love myself unconditionally." I, love I have so, I go through so many quotes and so many mantras, and that's just one that it's like it's such a core thing. Yeah, I always come back to it. Absolutely, yeah. and it, it's so simple but profound. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. I need to say that to myself more. Favorite class at the Den Meditation. <laughs> qigong mm-hmm. i love that class i look forward to it all week yeah do you know what qigong means i don't know what i it... don't actually know what the like translation of it mm-hmm. means because i've never done it before going to the den yeah i think of it as like i think i already told you this but like moving reiki moving reiki because it's like cool with the same kind of you know th- that energy has different names it's like it's chi or it's prana or it's reiki or life force in English energy whatever you want to call it yeah but it's like it's all kind of the same thing okay and with qigong you're just you it's not like a practitioner is moving your energy for you like you are physically moving through all of these like postures and movements Mm -hmm. that like release out energy or like kind of contain it or whatever needs to happen it's the coolest i can't even explain i can't do it justice with an explanation yeah i just see you and everyone that comes out of that class so happy so energized so nothing has ever given me more energy like yeah it's so crazy that's amazing yeah so that's another thing we can talk about briefly there are people like myself (laughs) for a while i was a little hesitant to get into things like meditation, Reiki, you know, right. things that people consider woo-woo. <laughs> I knew you were Very woo Yeah, yeah. so yeah. for someone who is hesitant to this mm. woo-woo world of 
great stuff mm. what would your advice be to them if because i know there are people that yeah. are like they they're like something's missing you know i i need something but mm. this stuff seems really weird yeah so what would you say to someone like well, that i would say first of all as a precursor like I, even though I've talked about, like, in retrospect, like, I was doing all this stuff in high school and college, but it's like, I was super skeptical. Like, I was like, I'm doing yoga because this feels good. Mm -hmm. This is a good stretch. And, like, I just, I feel good after I do it. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I think there are, like, different levels that this stuff works on. Like, I'm very, I, I definitely, like, feel energy and can get into all this stuff, but some people have more, like, sciencey brains. Yeah. And for those of you who have sciencey brains, like, congratulations. I, your life must be so different than mine. I don't know what that must be like. Yeah. But, like, there's different kinds of explanations and different ways of approaching things. Or not even explanations, but, like, different approaches mm-hmm. and different, like, ways of coming at these things. You can you can read about meditation or Reiki or yoga or any of these things just in terms of like physically what happens in the body. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit like when people are so skeptical of all of this stuff, I'm like, okay, like I hear that because I know there's a lot of kind of out there language about it Mm -hmm. chakras and uh, yeah yeah yeah. it's like some of it's like i don't know i definitely for a while was like i don't buy any of this stuff like i know that this feels good but people would talk about like crystals and chakras and like all of this yeah like out there stuff and i was Mm -hmm. like "Mm, no that's weird (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah it's just like whatever works for you whatever I guess, like, whatever just feels good and yeah. feels right. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you don't want to meditate, like, you don't have to. You don't have to. And nobody should force and you. And if you don't want to do yoga, do, like, don't do yoga. Don't do yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's really that simple. But don't judge it until like you've tried it. It's not like a obligation. Right. But, exactly. like, if you do feel like something is drawing you into these things, but you're off-put by the language, mm-hmm. just try a different approach. Like seek out different language yeah i love that just seek out different language again with you know the pronouns and identity just and food it all goes back to just listen to your body and and find what works for you find your people that you mesh well Mm -hmm. with and i think i'm learning especially from being in la where i am surrounded by many creative people Mm -hmm. of all different backgrounds and lives you know past experiences like you're gonna find your group there is a group for everyone and you just have to find it and you're not gonna do that if you're just chilling you know like yeah i mean i have like yoga friends who come at it from like such an like anatomical like scientific perspective and it's like this is what's happening like in your like muscular system skeletal system like this mm-hmm. is physically what's going on yeah and then i have like my kundalini friends who are like so esoteric and weird like yeah. weird in the best way yeah um but like there's just there's a lot of options. There it's, are. Yoga is not one thing. Like meditation is not one thing. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much, Hazel. Well, I would love it if you would read some of your poetry for oh us God. before okay. we sign off. I would love to. Yay. Um, let me get my phone. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm gonna take a sip of this Thai iced tea. Yes. It'll dry. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need more, I think there's more over there. Oh, wow. Cute. <laughs> that slurp. <laughs> Love, I think I slurped earlier too. <laughs> These, what Love is up that. with these straws? Yeah, they're not paper even. Paper straws. It's like, I want to be environmental, but. Yeah, but at paper this point, straws just, don't no. work. <laughs> no, they don't work they at all. They melt. Yeah, just get a reusable, like, metal straw. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I brought a couple of different poems with me, but I think I'm just gonna read this one because this feels very much what we were talking about with belonging Mm -hmm. and finding like a sense of self so yay it's called daughter looking for a family i find it difficult not to morph into everyone i meet i invent a heritage with music i reinvent each morning in song i ascend What's really inherited but allergies and addictions and bad habits? A propensity for abandoning art, tendencies towards lateness and indulgence and a dislike of heat. The bands you loved that did not love you. Music favors the one you did not make, the one you feel furthest away from. I invent a heritage with music. I reinvent each morning. I'm engulfed in not you. I'm engulfed in deep maroon, Moon dreams and maple, weeping trees, pomegranate seeds, the smell of salt. I let the ocean make me her daughter. A rare mention of heritage, I reinvent each morning. In song, I ascend. I become a chorus. I become a wave. You're a bridge. You're a lake. You're foreign. You're molecular lace. Cover me in velvet. Drink your pomegranate wine. Tell me I'm dramatic. Read your dusty books laugh at my long dresses. Tell me I'm dramatic. Tell me you miss me. A rare show of affection. I reinvent each morning. Wow, that was beautiful. Thank I you. I got chills. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Just, thank you for giving me the space to read that. Of course, mm. that's that's what you want to do. That's what yeah. I want to do. That's, that's what this podcast is, you know, people with gifts sharing those gifts Mm. with the world and helps to inspire others to share their gifts so thank you for for sharing that where where did you write that when did you write it what inspired it you've made me so calm now Uh, thank (laughs) you yeah that made me really calm too um i wrote it in new york i was taking a class oh my god this amazing class called avant-garde feminist poetics (laughs) very new york name Um, But we just read different modern female-identifying poets Mm. um, who were of the kind of experimental lineage. Mm -hmm. And each week we would do, we would have prompts inspired by whatever book we were reading, Mm. whatever poets we were reading. And I just, like, generated so much in that class. It was very, um, it was just a different... Like, the way that teacher framed writing poetry was very non-traditional. And it really opened me up to, like, allow a lot of, a lot more emotion into my poetry and, like, explore different images and stuff. So, I love it. Wow. You've taken a lot of different 
classes and oh things. my god yeah <laughs> well new york was amazing yeah it there's is. so much there i think everyone should to take a some time to either either live in new york or visit new york yeah. just to to dabble in that and come out to la and visit us and take hazel's hazel's yeah. classes come out to la and just enjoy some <laughs> yeah sunshine and sunshine. trees and yes yeah I, you need both so. you do yeah yeah the well, culture of New York is beautiful. It is. Yeah. Everywhere has something beautiful about it. Yeah. And everyone has something beautiful about them. True. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your your wisdom and your story with us. I just I just adore you and I think you were just a genuinely beautiful person, Hazel. Oh, like thank just, you. You just have this light about you and every time you come to the den I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh my god. You, you can cry. <laughs> <laughs> you just just light up a room you know and you're always just kind and that's so rare to find so just oh thank God, you I'm for <laughs> thank you for we're crying now <laughs> thank you for being kind and keep keep sharing your your thank gifts you. with the world because we you. need them i need them next time i get cast in a difficult role i'm gonna come to you yeah, for some some acting prep so i can't wait to see the wonderful things you do Thank you so much. Uh, thank you again so much for having me and for really creating a space. Like, I feel so comfortable and open talking to you. Good. And I don't feel that way with everyone. Like, I don't think I would have shared this much with just anyone. So you really, you also have such a kind, like, open presence. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, mm. I love you. I love and you. I'll see you at the den. <laughs> see you at the den. Yes. <laughs> And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Hello, my angels. It is now time for Game Time with Grammy. Yes, yes, we're here with Hazel, dear. She's already entertained. Hello, Hazel. Hello. Hello, yes. I am Shani's Grammy. I come here all the way from Anderson, Indiana, every week to play games with her guests so i'm here all for you dear so you enjoy my company while it lasts so nathan (laughs) will explain the game and then we will play the game and that's about it right yes okay so lovely nathan here who i love more than janie uh will explain the game now so this game is the Whisper Challenge. Whisper Challenge. Okay. And Never so we played have this one on the show before. Noise canceling headphones. Ooh, right. fancy. And I'm going to be playing some music. They, they say Bosch. Bose. Bose. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Okay. Yes. They, Not hip with the lingo. I'm going to be playing some music, so you can't hear anything. All right. Your opponent is then going to pick up one of the cards that we have on the table, uh-huh. and it has a phrase on the cards. Okay. Uh-huh. You are then... Popular phrases or just random? Just random <laughs> phrases. You can just do your best to try and figure out what they say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> your opponent is going to whisper these phrases to you, and with the noise-canceling headphones on, you have to... Oh, you won't be able to hear it. So I'm trying to, like, lip-read. Yes. Yes. You're going to try and make out what she's saying. All right. Okay, and is there a time limit? No. Uh, just so I'm wearing the headphones. Give it a shot. So we we'll, like, switch oh, back and forth. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, so we'll start with, how about her wearing the headphones? Sure. And I'll read the thingy, and she sure. has to guess. So if you get it <laughs> wrong, how about you get three guesses? Okay. Three guesses. Well, no, it's because you kind of do word by word. Oh, you do word by word. Oh, so we'll just feel it out. Is, Is yeah, there a just, punishment just this time? 
Sometimes we have punishments I mean, where oh, I have to eat it. these nasty jelly beans <laughs> or take a shot. So the shots aren't that bad. I actually I mean, kind of like that one. Out. We can get the jelly beans. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. No, no, no more. Some of them taste like poo. Do I have to eat the jelly beans? No. Do okay. you want? Mm, no, no, you don't. <laughs> some <laughs> some of them taste like like rotten bad. milk and, and <laughs> fungi. Don't yeah. the jelly beans. Nasty. Not, really great. <laughs> Not nice stuff. Cool. So no punishment this time. No punishment. Praise the Lord. Just All for, right. Just for fun. <laughs> Let's do this. Just for fun. So you were the, the thingies, yeah, the boss, the bows. <laughs> and we will start playing the game. All right. Okay. okay. Oh, oh, you're playing music. Yes, we're going to play the, some music. Will the guests hear the music later when no. we edit it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang it. That'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you want, want to... Oh, I get it. I'm supposed to say it so the audience can hear. Oh, do you want to lick my face? Do you want to lick my face? Yes! Oh, yes, yeah, she got it, she got it, she got it. Oh, she I didn't right, my... yeah. Great job, dear. Yes, that was good. Is it difficult with the loud music? It is so strange. Oh my gosh, I'm so oh I'm God. so excited now. Okay, so now it's my turn. And so, right. so you whisper it, but loud enough so the audience can still hear. Okay, yes. okay right. here we go. I'm ready. And music is... Should I whisper the whole thing first? Yeah, you can if you want to. Okay. And then maybe see if she gets okay. it. Okay, okay. Okay. Something about a oh, bathtub. Okay. Save. Yes. A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two cup. Trump. Trump. Oh my God! This is so hard. Save to do up. <laughs> Drum? Yes. And then there's more. Okay. Bang a drummer. Bang. Bang. Uh huh. A. 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 Drummer. Drummer. (laughs) Shave a drum, bang a drummer? Yes. Is that right? That's the phrase. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Shave a drum, bang a drum. Oh, I get it. Oh, like. Because that's what the kids call having the sex these days, yes. right? It's, yes. a, it's a bang that's bang. Exactly correct. Um, 
Okay, that was very difficult. <laughs> I thought you were saying yeah, that was a long truck or Trump or Trump. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, that was hard. So there you go. Um. All right. This is fun. I like this game. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> that was a good song too. Whatever you, that was playing, I like that. Okay. Right. Are we good? Okay. Bruno. Bruno. Wait. Bruno. <laughs> Bruno. Bruno. No, no, Bruno. I do not know what you're saying. <laughs> Bruno Mars is Bay. No. No. I'm not getting any of it. Uh, 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 I don't know. <laughs> Bruno Mars is Wait, bay. Wait, slower, slower, slower. Bruno. Blue? Bru. <laughs> I I'm trying to emphasize it's hard with my. Wait. Bruno Mars. Mars. <laughs> is bay. I don't know who that is, but he's Something bay. Something is bad? Bay. Is Bay? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars is Bay. Something is Bay. E I don't think she's getting <laughs> I can't get the first part. I it's her right, yeah. I don't even know who this is. Bruno Mars oh. is Bay. I don't know oh what Bay God. is. I was like, Blue Toes? <laughs> Blue Toes is Bay. <laughs> what is Bay? What does that mean exactly? I don't, I've never, I've always wondered. When the kids say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me explain the lingo to you. Uh, um, it's like... Like baby? Oh my god, I feel like I'm exposing my like inner, like, old soul, elderly <laughs> person. I'm like, this crotchety grandma on the inside. Oh, that's I, me too. I don't know how to translate that. Like, I know what it means, but... Yeah. Is it like a, a term of endearment? Yeah, oh, it's a term okay. of endearment. That's, That's sweet. a good way to explain it. All right. So Bruno Mars is apparently whatever that is. Bay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who he is, but he's Bay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that rhymes. Okay, so now I wear the thingies. Okay, yes. And you read the thingies. <laughs> now please try to use your, your diction and your articulation. Oh I would really appreciate it. Okay, here we go. I I want to pick pig pink pay make make yes I want to make Babies? <laughs> yeah. With? With? You. You. <laughs> I want to make babies with you. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, wow. You want to make babies with me? Oh, dear. I think I'm too old for you. <laughs> but, um, but thank you for, for asking. <laughs> that was an easier one. Yeah, that, that was, was easier. You articulated very well there. I can tell that you thank used you. to be an actor. Thank you. Um, so just keep, so kind. keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Are we doing all of these cards? Uh, are we, we doing totally, all of them? We totally can. Okay, let's do them all. Okay. <laughs> are we good? I. I. Wasn't. Want. Wasn't. Want. Wasn't. 
I wasn't. Wasn't? Mm-hmm. Going. Going? To. To. Have. 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 A. A. Any? A. Any? A. <laughs> a what? Have a. At all? <laughs> have a. Have all? A. Have a. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one, dear. Not all, just one. A. I wasn't going to have a all. <laughs> have a brain. Have a brain. A break? Brain. A breath? Brain. Breathe? <laughs> she really doesn't know. It's so funny. I wasn't going to have a brain. Brain? A brain. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Good job. <laughs> I was saying, uh, and you were like, oh, <laughs> uh, 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 great job, dear. That was, that was, um, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. All right, again, here we go. Grammy's really, Grammy always wins the game, so here we go. Okay, cue the music. Okay, this one's short. It's just Bruno Mars's bang. <laughs> All right, I'm ready, I'm ready. Elephant. Elephant? Uh-huh. Chew. Close. Chew. Chew. Shoe. Shoe. Elephant shoe. Yes. That's it. That's, That's it? That's it. That was an easy one. Elephant shoe? Do they make elephants into shoes? <laughs> That's not very nice. I don't, I don't like that one. This one is this Bruno Mars's bay? <laughs> it's Bruno Mars's bay. <laughs> There you go. That was a fun one. Thank you. Yeah, that was, that was a nice and short one. Nice, nice and short. Oh, wow, there's a lot of cards left. Yep. Okay. Maybe we do we have time to do one. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do, do like here. four I'll more. take, yeah. Like I'll do total. two more and, and you I'll do, do two, two more. more. Okay, perfect. perfect, perfect. Is that okay, game, game navigator, whatever you are? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> Whoever you are. Okay, ready? I, 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 like, like, long, long, bananas, pinatas, <laughs> bananas, banana, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 oh my god, <laughs> you, do you like long bananas, <laughs> no, not really, <laughs> She doesn't like them. Yeah. That's so really my thing. That's, that's so funny. I don't know what that means, but Sadie probably does. <laughs> okay, here we go. Quick. Coin. <laughs> Quick. Quick. Yes. And. Hey, hates. <laughs> and. Quick hits. Hates and haze. <laughs> Quick. Oh my god. And hess. <laughs> Quick and hots. And <laughs> Quick something. And 
I don't know. And? <laughs> okay. Quick. Quick. And? Quick mix. <laughs> Quick. Quick. And. Heads. No. <laughs> I don't know. Should I give up? And. Quick ants. <laughs> Quick and dirty. Oh, this the whole thing. Oh, that's disgusting, Nathan. Why would you put such language in, in this game? I didn't even get it. Well, exactly. And that's not fair. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you know what that means? Quick and dirty? No. <laughs> I, I, I'm assuming it's something very dirty, dirty. and <laughs> quick, <laughs> which is never good. Never good in your generation. It's always something something nasty. Okay, last one on my end. I'm going to mix all these other ones up. Mix them, mix them, mix them. This is going to be a good one. Here we go. Oh, no. This is going to be hard. Okay. My... Wait, can I have a different song? This is so distracting. <laughs> Yeah, like, I can it's very, focus. when the songs are very loud, it's very hard, I mean, I guess that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. What, do you like the song? I know, it's, no, I just, for some reason, it was so distracting. Really? It was Party in the USA. Oh, that is very, because <laughs> you want to, like, sing, sing along, I don't know that song, Yeah, I was but like, I'm never going to be able to never. maybe. <laughs> okay. Better? Okay. Ready. Okay. My. My. Anaconda. Avocado. <laughs> Anaconda. Anaconda. Yes, yes. Don't. Shows. Don't. 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 Want. Want. None. None. Yeah. My anaconda don't want none unless you got bunch of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how the song how goes, right? <laughs> What's that song? Do you, know, I, do you know what that is? I think I, think I heard Janie singing it during karaoke <laughs> one time. Janie sings some scandalous songs that, yeah, that Janie. Really. Yeah, she's, she's she quick and dirty, quite, I she guess. She is quick and dirty. Yeah, she quite is. A Her anaconda don't want none. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one. Give me a gooder, All Nathan. Right. Good uh, song. Oh, this is a great song. Very okay. distracting, though. Okay. I. I. Like. Like. To. To. Eat. Eat. Big. Big. Fat. Fat. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> That's not appropriate. It's not that. Okay, good. No, okay, it's good. Not <laughs> Okay, oh I God. want to eat I, big fat. I, I like to eat, eat big, big fat. fat. Kids? Kids? This is so. Yes? This no? This is the best one. No. Geese. This is really hard to ask. Geese. Kids? Geese. Lips? <laughs> I feel like you're I like to it. eat big fat geese. Eagles? <laughs> geese. Ga Titches. <laughs> geese. Fish? Geese. Geese. Hit snakes. Geese. Hitch. <laughs> geese. Geese. I don't know. Geese. Kids. Geese. 
Penguin! No. <laughs> I give up when it's a geese. Oh, geese! That is really hard! That looked like a lot of other inappropriate words. Did you do that on purpose, maybe? I did not, no. He did, he always... That's a hard one. It's really hard to like... Like... Geesh. Geesh. I would have had a hard time with that one as well. Yes. You did a, a good job with, with the, the geesh word. That was a fun game. We'll have to do this one. We'll have to do this one again. Um, well, thank you so much, Hazel. Uh, for being here today, oh Shane just raved about you, and I I flew all the way here. I do it every week because I'm so honored. Yeah, you should. Yeah, be, you should be. I dear. am. Really yes, honored. and I heard you're a singer as well. I was a singer <laughs> back prime. in my <laughs> day. Well, still am, dear. I I was an opera singer, musical theater. I was a voice wow. teacher. They named the Grammys after me. It's very very <laughs> humbling, and I just. I am excited to see what you do, and just remember to, you know, eat big fat geese. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. Not big fat kids. Not big or fat big kids. Fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 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 None. None of that. None of that. And we'll make sure Nathan makes an appropriate game for the next time. I had, to <laughs> I had a perfect question, didn't I? You nope. guys made them dirty. Nope. Nope. But no, he does such a great job making these games every week. Thank you, um, so we do our <laughs> Grammy. Oh yes, thank you, Nathan dear, and thank you, Marvel, for being his Janie's little fluffy puppy. Little fluff. And um, we'll do our Grammy sign off. So we say deuces. Dears. Deuces, dears. Okay. Ready? Deuces, dears. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello, fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.